millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. How you doing everyone? Welcome back to another update. In today's one, we're going to be going through a bunch of the predicted lineups. So today we're going to be going through the Brisbane Broncos and the Canterbury Bulldogs. We're going to talk through each each player in detail, how this uh, setup will look for some players that maybe are coming back from injury. Um, in, in the Broncos case, we've got someone like uh, Payne Haas, won't be starting, so we'll see how that's gonna how that's gonna affect their bench, but also their uh, their minutes according to a lot of their players. So a lot of it's gonna be speculation at this stage, but I think it's gonna be really helpful in uh, in selecting a few of your players and and you know going across the the preseason there. So um, if you're enjoying, guys, please hit like and subscribe. Really appreciate it. Um, goes a long way to, to helping me and uh, build this channel. So. To start us off, we're going to go with Jermaine Asako. So one I haven't spoken about too much, but he's someone that really annoys me in fantasy. A bunch of years ago, when he first came in, managed to score fairly well uh, on the wing and then played a few games at fullback. And since then, he hasn't had the consistency that you'd hope for. If we head back to, to last year, a lot of people brought him in after this really, really good 63 last year. He was kicking goals and um, and, and had a really good game. Had a, had a line break, try assist with a try. Ran a lot of metres for a bunch of tackle breaks there. A lot of people brought him in. He played another game, got 34 and 44 uh, before an average one at 20 and 46. So, you know, pretty a pretty good collection of scores to start the season. And then he got moved to he got moved to the interchange and then had a bunch of games on the wing. And, and you can see this uh, across mul- the multiple years with him is that he, he ends up playing on the wing. If, if things aren't going well, they, they seem to change it up very regularly. Um, and, and my fear with him is, is that there's a good chance that that happens again, especially when he's priced at 30 points for a 399k starter. I feel like he's, he's someone that's, that's fairly scary in terms of if he doesn't stay in that role, then, then 30 is very much overpriced for, for him on the wing and in a team that, that isn't going to score, very, uh, that isn't going to play very well. 
I think there's there's many better options than Asako, but he could have a great start to the year like he did last year. And, and if he plays really well, he could get the entire year. But for me, he's he's too scary to have uh, in, a, in, a, in anyone's side at this point. Xavier Coates is, is not someone we want to be thinking too much about. If you look at if you look at his scoring, it's not someone I've spoke about, but 363k playing on the wing, already priced at 27. You can see his scores are very much up and down. He has a couple of good games where he'll score a few tries. Um, you know, he's, he's very acrobatic, but you can see there's a lot of games there with very low scoring. So he's not someone I want to be touching. Tessie New we've spoken about. It looks like he, sh- he he will definitely get that center spot. He's trialing there on the weekend and. You know, barring any cat- catastrophes, I, I think he'll be he'll be in there, and he should be able to score fairly well in that position. So we've got Farmworth on in the centres and Arthur's on the wing, and let's have a look at what we got with Herbie. So at three hundred and fifty k, played a, a mixture of winger and centre last year, and and you can have a look at a couple of games he he played centre. The two games he he scored really well, he scored a try. Um. Until we come down to round 12 here, where he, where he had 60 points at centre. A couple more try scoring games for 35 and 37. So you can see when he when he does play centre, he, he does score a lot better. And he has a, a bunch of low scoring games off the interchange and, and on the wing. So if he's, if he's going to be able to lock down a centre a position at 352k, there's there's a chance that he has a little bit of upside. But with with what happens with the Broncos, you can see he, got, he changed so regularly. You know, played a bunch of decent games in the center, and they got moved back to the wing, back to the center, uh, and then and then wing again to finish. So he just be, would be a roller coaster ride that I'm that I'm not too interested in. And and Arthur's he he's almost tipped to play the center spot as well by a lot of people. And price at twenty one is probably a you know a slightly better option, but given the fact that he's so up and down as well, and in in a bad team, I wouldn't be wouldn't be thinking too heavily towards these guys. Just yeah, something I've learned over the years is just. If you're picking a a half that's relying a little bit more on attacking stats, and same with your with your back five, you want them to be in a in a good team. Whether they're going to be able to have more opportunities to score tries or at least set up tries there. So that's sort of the thoughts around those guys. Um, Milford looks like there's a good chance that he is on track for round one. We spoke about him in the in the halves video. There's um, you know a good chance that he does make money, but in in a team in, when he's been struggling and in a team where you know, they haven't been going well either. It's very hard to see him doing amazingly well, especially when you've got someone like Dearden who, who is taking a lot of the kick meters, for example. You can see down here through the back end of 2020, he's taking, he's averaging approximately, you know, high 200s to 300 meters kicked and scoring fairly well. So with him, he can make him a little bit more of the dominant half and Milford's going to play more of the running game. And this is a little bit of an issue in a team that isn't very good, so... Um, a few people have asked me about Dieter, but priced at forty already, I don't see him as having too much upside. You know, there's there's other there's a bunch of other halves in this position that are better players for one in in, in Morgan and possibly um, Brooks, these kind of guys that I'd have before I'd have a Dieter. So moving to our number eight position with Matty Lodge, he's someone that I have a, a great deal of interest in. We've got to have a look at what the makeup of this squad's going to be. At times last year, obviously. We, Lodge was a little bit injured, but Flegler did did take the start over Lodge last year a few times, and and you wouldn't expect that to happen this year with Lodge being fitter, so not not carrying that injury. But there is that chance as well. So Flegler's obviously becoming a, a decent part of this side. In the trial this weekend, you've got Tavita Pangai playing 
in the prop position. So it looks like there's a, a good chance that he's going to be playing through the middle. There's also a chance Pat Carrigan plays the 8 or the 10 position in the first few games. But again, it's not a big change from, from the 13. And I think he's a much better lock um, than anyone else in this that would be in this team. You've also got guys like Jordan Rickey, who's, who's looking to you know want to play in that 11 or 12 position. If Pangai moves to the middle... You then have you know Lodge, Flegler, Pangai, Carrigan, and Payne Haas that are all vying for a big bunch of minutes, and you got also someone like Asiata on the bench as well. So my main issue is the fact that there's a limited amount of minutes to go around, and and for Lodge to score really well, you're looking for him to get close to fifty minutes, you know, for an average of about forty five, which puts him about fifteen points undervalued. Um, so that's. That's my main worry there. And I think the first few games, he'll definitely score really well. So I think the goal there would be to get him averaging, you know, in the, in the 50 minutes for an average closer to 45 to 50. And then maybe he slows down closer to a 40 average after that, which would, you know, if you average that out over six games, for example, he's, he'd be scoring 42, 43, which makes him over 150K, which is which would be a really good result with, with good scoring along the way. So I, I think I think that he is worth it. If if Payne Haas was playing, that then there might have been uh, a little bit more of an issue and he, he might have only scored about 40 points. So um, that's my thoughts on him. Flegler I wouldn't want to be talking about too much. Uh, very up and down, has some really good games and a few people brought him in last year on the back of a few of them and and then nothing um, nothing happened past that. So Lodge is definitely the better player and option at this point. Jake Turpin, so McCulloch has moved over to the Dragons now and, and Turpin's a, a decent uh, decent person to think about for this spot. They've got Corey Pakes who looks like he's going to sit somewhere on the bench and, and, and take sort of that 15 to 20 minutes. As you can see, some games here, 65, 63 and 57 minutes, 52 later in the year. We've got a, uh, and then we moved to, um, sorry, and we moved to 2019. But it, he will play that 60-ish minute role if they're going to have someone on the bench. But you can see what happens when he plays 80 minutes. He's got a 62 points for a lot of tackles in 60. He's got a 49 game. Um, yeah, and these are the twenty. And these are in 2019 there. So, you know, the, there isn't a lot to go off last year. He's already priced at 40, and, and a bunch of his scores are going to be in, in the 40s with a couple of games at 30 there. But he definitely has a little bit of upside if he's going to get close to the 80 minutes. If he's playing 60, I probably don't want to touch him. With a PPM of 0.6, you know, if he's getting 60 minutes, you're looking at, you know, just under 40, actually. So um, he has to be playing close to 80 for, for him to be uh, a, a trade-in or a bring-in for the for the preseason, is, is my thoughts on that one. Alex Glenn, we're not going to talk about. Pangai Jr., I think, has a little bit more upside if he's playing in the middle in terms of there's going to be more work to be had, but there's also the fact that He'll he won't play a full game like he like he would in 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 the uh, in the second row position. Carrigan he'll he'll play decent. He'll play the big minutes. Uh, won't be as much as last year, but I think he's someone that could be a really interesting option after a few weeks when your price drops. Jordan Ricky, we're looking for him to get a starting position. If he's on the bench and getting sort of thirty minutes, I don't think he's worth bringing at this point because he'll only score close to his break even. Um, and Oates wants to move into that, that second row spot as well, which which just makes it a very crowded position. A bunch of people have been talking about Asiata, but he's not that perfect um, fantasy scoring type. You've got Corey, Bakes, uh, Corey Pakes in there as well. 
um, which could fill that role. And then you know, you've got guys like Brodie Croft on the bench, which could take a, a Milford or, or Dearden spot if, if they don't play well. Um, you've got Kenner for for some cover in the in the wing fullbacks. And you know, you know, you've got Katoni Staggs coming back in, in about three months with, with Ben Teo's just waiting in the wings as well. So, yeah, Staggs we don't have to worry about for, for that period of time. But there you go with the Broncos, guys. Just, just think with them... Not going to play really well. It's not a team you'd, you'd want to be going for, those wing fullbacks and centers for the most part, um, unless they're really cheap. If they're somewhere in, in the three to 400K range, I think that's that's a little bit risky. Uh, if they're a little bit lower than that, then, then you're not taking much risk for a guy that's going to get a full game and um, and hopefully the, the Broncos can improve on what they did last year. They obviously can't go any worse. So there you go, guys. That's my thoughts on the on the Broncos. And we're going to move to the to the Bulldogs now. So there's a couple of interesting options with uh, with the Bulldogs. We've spoken about Corey Allen a little bit. Let's just have a look at the, the whole team makeup. And they've improved at seven. We'll definitely say that. They've improved in the centers with Kotrick. Allen comes over. So you you, know, you, you move Hopper Wade to the, to the centers where he obviously played a lot of last year. But Allen comes over. He played Origin. So he, uh, he must be decent, right? Um, even though he had a bit of a shocker. Got Avrilo in there, he's only going to get better. Watini's legs now has some skill. So there's some improvement there, right? The rest of it's fairly similar. You need, you know, getting Elliot back healthy is going to be important, but they've definitely improved at, at, at certain positions. And, and you know, losing someone like Tolman, for example, will leave a dent, but his, um, his role in this current game, in the faster game, is not as important as it used to be. Um, and then you look on the bench and there's not too much there. You're missing Luke Thompson at the moment, but they're going to be better. So you'd expect that Allen will score okay. They're going to be a team that's going to be fairly similar to, to the Broncos. But again, Allen at over 400K is just a really awkward price for me at the moment. He's someone that I could possibly see in my team, but I only see him averaging at, at a high ceiling of 40, which which only puts him slightly undervalued at this point. Um, Kotrick... He's going to score more tries in the Raiders team, so he's not he's not someone on my radar. Hopoato, we've spoken about a little bit. I'd rather him be playing fullback than in the centre, so he's a no from me. Avrilo looks like he's going to be playing, which, again, is a good thing, and majority of people are going to have him, so there's nothing too exciting, um, unless you're someone that's, that's looking to avoid him at this stage. But Avrilo, yeah, Flanagan, Price in the 50s already. Nothing really too much to, to say further on that. He's going to take the bulk of the kick meters with someone like Avrilo there. Um, even if you have someone like Wakem at six, then and Flanagan's going to get the majority of the kick meters. A lot of people are talking about Jack Hetherington, and he's not someone that interests me. You can have a look at his scores on, on 40 statistics there, and, and he's he hasn't done very well at all. Even in, in his big minute games, he's still lucky to score 30. So Marshall King um, looks like he'll he'll be spelled by by Ogden um, just based on these these predicted lineups and yeah we'll just score the same as he normally would Dylan Arpa similar thing not much improvement I see there Jackson similar Fatala Marinard had a really he was a great option last year I spoke about him last year as, as bringing in he's now up at a high price and I don't see much value Adam Elliott is probably our most interesting one in this team uh, Brendan Elliott the old manly Special. All right, Adam Elliott. Price of 44 for his 47 average. And and when you look back, that it does include a game where he, a couple of games where he played a little bit less. So uh, got injured at, at the 54-minute mark um, in round eight and, and had an injury-affected game 
in round three as well. So when you look at that, we go into his normal uh, normal games. He's got a 38, a 58, a 60, uh, a 43, a 58, 63, and a 50. A 50 in 44 minutes, which is, which is really good. So I definitely think he's undervalued. I think he can average close to 50 this year. Definitely took a, a leap. From the from the year previous, where he's a little bit more inconsistent with a with a bunch of forties and and forties twenties and thirties, um, to to then average, um, yeah, and be a, lo- a lot more consistent. You can see his low score of thirty eight in the first game, where he only ran for sixty seven meters, which was really low compared to what he normally would. Um, but the rest of them, you, you load then is forty three, which is which is really cool. And I've seen a bunch of guys with him in their in their side, and I think if you if you're running out of money and 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 can only pick a mid ranger in in this middle position, um, then Adam Elliott will will do a job for you. I just don't see him as being a keeper all year round, so that's something you think about uh, for your team going forward. Uh, Adam Elliott, you've got blokes like Corey Waddell, Wakem. So Wakem gets a spot in the sixth, and he'll be someone to to look at. But it looks like um, yeah, Flanagan will be doing most of the work. Can see a lot of a lot of these games where he's where he's kicked for big meters are when he's the dominant half, playing with it with a running six. So, yeah, and and in those games he kicked for you know three hundred sixty four hundred twenty five hundred meters and and still only had a, a high game of fifty seven with a forty five and a thirty nine, being priced at thirty four, not going to be a main contributor. Uh, he's not someone you, you'd want to look at too much, but. If Flanagan goes down, if, if someone's injured for the year and, and he has to come in and be the dominant half, then then maybe that's when you when you look to bring him in and hopefully his prices has dropped since then. Luke Thompson was the only other one that, that's interesting. Once he comes back, I think he's going to play a really uh, prominent role in in this dog side where you can see they've got Dylan Arpa and Hetherington. So Hetherington, I'd, I'd prefer to personally play in shorter bursts and, and someone like like Luke Thompson should play in the middle and, and play some big minutes, which you can see at the end of last year really came into his own and, and is able to play those bigger minutes. Played in the lock position, just started fairly slowly, um, wasn't able to get to too many attacking stats. And you can see in the last game, managed managed to get six tackle breaks uh, and offload and, and got a few offloads at the back end of the year, running for for many more metres than he did earlier on. So... For him, price at 44 is probably a tiny bit of upside, but again, we have to wait till he gets back and, and into the team and, and seeing what he does. Hopefully, he drops a bit of cash and he's someone you might be able to look into, into picking up. But there you go, guys. That's, that's the first two teams. Let me know if you like this, this format. Just gives you a go at actually running through every player. So I'll do this for every team, um, two at a time, and uh, we'll go from there, guys. So yeah, I uh, hope you enjoyed that. Please hit uh, like and subscribe, as I said again. Really appreciate it, and uh, have a good one, guys. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.